oftentimes we talk ourselves out of the things that it is that we want to convince ourselves to attach to a smaller goal, attach to a smaller reality, because that keeps us safe. It keeps us comfortable versus claiming what it is that we really want. Been live. We got Tesla talk. You know, welcome to that hot coastal midday show. I am on my way to a lash appointment and I was just like, let me hop on real quick because, you know, let's chitty chat in the, not the Cadillac, in the Tesla. That's it. That don't rhyme, but here we are. <laughs> the thing that's been on my mind today is just, I just feel like I'm in a season of life and in a season of business where uh, my vision is just expanding beyond what I can personally control. And it's something that I've been leaning into more and more and more this year in particular. And this might be a season you might be in. Like I think sometimes so many of us have designed and decided on a vision that really is functioning underneath the limitations of what we're actually capable of achieving. Like hear me when I say that, like so many of us are creating goals that are, it's really just, like, our biggest goals are really just the lowest hanging fruit. Our biggest goals have been the lowest hanging fruit. And this entire year, I've been trying to work on seeing like the entire tree, seeing the forest and recognizing that that is available to me and trying to act as if, act as if the future reality of myself, the future vision that I desire to obtain, act as if I was already in that position versus acting in alignment with what my current circumstances are. And the thing that I've been noticing and this happens every time I hit a new like level or, or or reach a new milestone. I think there's this part of us that we have to mature beyond the the business milestones that we have accomplished um, in, intellectually. But when it comes to spiritual alignment and operating out of your calling, like so many of us are playing so small. We are playing sm so small. And I had heard Oprah do an interview before where she's like, I'm just living God's dream for my life. I am pursuing and living God's vision for me, not my vision for myself. And I think that, you know, that's been something I've been really like playing around with the ideas of or like expanding my thought process around because most of us, I can guarantee you whatever goal or whatever dream you have right now, you need to two exit, three exit, 10 exit, like at least double it because whatever you're doing right now, you absolutely have the capabilities today to, to experience at least double the, the impact of the goal it is that you've currently set for yourself. Am I making sense? And I'm just noticing and realizing this more and more and more. Like I was uh, in Slack earlier today and uh, one of our program coaches, Keisha, you know, was just speaking life into me like, about what we're capable of doing, what we can continue to do. And like, girl, we, we, we definitely can be doing more of this. And, you know, every time I've been talking to clients that were at the CEO summit over the past week, it was like the amount of like life-changing experience and the elevation that everybody in that room has experienced, like people raising their prices because they finally had the courage to do it. And guess what? Guess what? Their customers are paying. And it, the whole time, the reason why they weren't making more money had nothing to do with anybody else except for the decision that they were willing or unwilling to make inside of their own business. A lot of the time, the reason why we're not experiencing the gravity of the result that we want has to do with us limiting the choices that we give ourselves. It, it, it boils down to us not making the decision that we have full control over that creates that reality that we want. And I just think that, you know, I've been trying to call into question 
Uh, my therapist has invited me to do this. My coach has invited me to do this of like, what are all the fears right now that you are holding on to as facts? And we got to start to work through those things or call them out or bring self, bring awareness to them because these fears that we have, these limitations that we have, they are self-imposed. They are literally not real. Like 99% of them, like most of us feel or are acting as if we are functioning from a space of threat or, you know, trying to protect ourselves and maintaining a level of security. When in actuality, you're safe. It's safe for you to do the bigger thing. It's safe for you to raise your price. It's safe for you to explore a bigger vision than what you're currently holding for yourself. Like you are safe, but it's just like there are these fears that we are are holding on as facts and those facts turn into these thoughts which create these beliefs which dictate our decisions. And those decisions end up causing us to take actions in accordance to our current limitations rather than in alignment with the abundance of the opportunity that is available. And you know, I was talking to my coach yesterday and I'm like, I just, I thought I'd keep wrestling, you know, I was sharing the stuff with her and she was just like, this isn't new. This isn't the first time that you've said it. And I'm like, I know I keep wrestling with the same thing. Like, it's like, I, I know what it is that I need to do. I know what it is that, that is available for me to do. I, I know, but I keep wrestling with believing it and pursuing it and doing it. And she was like, the more that you wrestle, the stronger that you get. And I was like, oh, and you know, yesterday I was on another call. One thing that I'm learning, you guys hear me talk a lot about therapists, having a coach, being in a mastermind. Like one of my goals between now and the end of the year is to really cultivate a community of people that I surround myself with. And I need to normalize being around other millionaires where that is day-to-day conversation. Where Every single day I'm talking to a business owner or every single day I'm talking to somebody who is a millionaire who is doing seven figures or more. Because I need to normalize the amount of risk that we take as business owners. And I need to normalize um, being in conversations with other people who uh, are willing to act in accordance of their faith and willing to act in accordance of what is available, not just what they what they are currently exposed to based off their current circumstances. So I've been really actively pursuing learning about more communities, joining new communities, building new relationships so that I can expand my network to be reflective of where I'm currently at in my life and also to be reflective of where it is that I want to go. You know, one of the goals that I wrote down is being a New York Times bestselling author. And when I look through my Rolodex, I have four or five people that I, I have recently met this year that all are New York Times bestselling authors. I need to normalize that reality for myself. Like I want to have an eight figure business and I'm like finally starting to to claim that and own that reality that that is something that I want versus just settling for what I think I can do or what I can get. And when I look at the people that I've been meeting lately in the networks and the communities that I'm part of, I know multiple eight figure and nine figure business owners now. And it's like, I need to sometimes for me, the way to expand my belief of what is possible is to meet somebody in real life who has done the thing that I desire to do. That, who has done the thing that I desire to do. Because if I can be one person who's done it, bet. Like, why can't I? If, if this person can do it, so can I. So that's why I think it's so important. It's like my little side tangent. That is so important to be in rooms and to be in conversation and just to be in proximity of people who are doing the thing that you desire to experience because it expands your belief of what is possible for yourself. We all need possibility models at every stage of life and business. Um, even with my marriage, like I've been very intentional with trying to meet other married couples because I want to normalize 
I want to normalize being in a community with other people who are actively pursuing God in their marriage. Like, you know, so like, and it's not just business. It's also personal life. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely, I've been working on, but I've been having all these conversations and, and just over the past few weeks, the CEO summit did it for me. Like the CEO summit has just been busting my own beliefs and helping me exposing my self imposed limiting beliefs about what I can and cannot do. And doing that event, it just, y'all unlocked something in me. All I can say is y'all, y'all not going to recognize the Jerisha Hawk brand come 2025. You're going to be like, damn, this girl was making a million dollars three years ago. They doing 10, they doing $10 million a year now. Like she do it that fast. And I, so I, I'm just claiming it right now. This is going to be a moment. We'll reflect back on it three years from now. And I'm finally having that conviction to claim what it is that I want versus talking myself out of it. Do you guys do that? Has anybody else done that? Where it's like, you know what it is that you want, but you will talk yourself out of wanting it for yourself. I'm selfish. I can't do that. If I want more, I'm being greedy. I don't know if I'm qualified for that. I don't know how to make it happen. So there's no way that's available for me. Like oftentimes we talk ourselves out of the things that it is that we want to convince ourselves to attach to a smaller goal, attach to a smaller reality, because that keeps us safe. It keeps us comfortable versus claiming what it is that we really want. And today, on my way to my lash appointment, my little lash is falling out. I'm starting to look like the little ma- naked mole rat from Kim Possible. You know, the only thing, I love lash extensions, but there are so much maintenance. Lash extensions are so much maintenance. I'm like, Jesus, you wake up, lashes are on my husband's arm. I got lashes in my hair. It's just uh, everywhere. But here we are, you know, I've, I've been just committing to $10 million Jerisha gets lash extensions. So... I'm taking my black ass to the lash extension place and $10 million Jerisha makes it a priority to focus on her physical appearance and her self-care because it brings her joy. And even though it requires maintenance, she has the time and the money to do it. So here we are going to not look like a naked mole rat from Kim Possible because this is not Disney Channel. Okay. This is not Nickelodeon. This ain't none of that. Okay. But I am claiming it. Like, you know, Jerisha is a an eight-figure business owner. Jerisha has a coaching company that has trained facilitators around a proven methodology. Jerisha is a New York Times bestselling author. Jerisha has a TV show, you know, empowering and, and educating other business owners on how to pursue their business from a place of spiritual obedience, radical focus, and by leveraging their expertise. Like, I'm like, what else am I proclaiming on my life? Jerisha is a mother. She gave birth to a beautiful child. And, you know, she's in love with her body after the fact. I'm like, what else are we claiming? What else are we claiming? Okay. Jerisha employs individuals all around the world, you know, paying competitive salaries, creating earning opportunities for other individuals to have control over their earning potential within her company. I'm like, what else are we doing? Like, everybody gonna know my black ass. And no, there's no short version of my name. I went to an event yesterday. You know, you'd be meeting people. And it's like, oh, what's your name? My name is Jerisha. And I can't stand this. It's always white people. Really white men. It's like, do you have a shorter version for that? I ain't got no shorter version for Jerisha. You gonna learn my name. You gonna learn it. You gonna pronounce it. And I have no problem being patient with you because you can't call me no nickname. Mm-mm. You gonna learn my name. It's Jerisha. You know, it's a little, it's, you know, it is what it is, but you're going to learn my name. You're going to get it right. 
You don't meet Beyonce and ask her, you know, Beyonce, you got a nickname. No, she don't. It's Beyonce. You're going to learn how to spell it. You're going to learn how to pronounce it. And you're going to call me by my name. Mm-hmm. Show is. Not today. Not today.